Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, The American way would mean the end of the Biden presidency done properly through either the 25th Amendment or the resignation of Joe Biden. That's what the American way dictates right now. There can be no doubt after the special counsel report that was released today. So we'll get into that. Of course, headlines today. uh, Well, let's just go chronological order because it was going to be the big headline today. Right. As I predicted, the enormous victory for Donald Trump at the U.S. Supreme Court. And no, the opinion hasn't been released yet, but anybody paying attention could see that Trump is is going to win an enormous, historic victory at the U.S. Supreme Court. And as I predicted all along, there would be such poetic justice here because the left, the left would have handed Donald Trump this big victory by trying to be so blatantly undemocratic as to take away from voters even the choice of voting for Trump, which is an admission they know Trump will beat them if the election is fair and square. So they had to try to take him off the ballot. And the fact that he's going to win at the U.S. Supreme Court and win bigly at the U.S. Supreme Court makes it an even more enormous victory. In fact, Ryan, one of the funnier headlines I saw today, and you can see it on almost every lefty channel right now, is, quote-unquote, you'll see some variation of this. Court appears to side with Trump. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, what, what, what was your clue there? Was it Justice Jackson? Viciously going after Colorado's lawyer, the state of Colorado's lawyer, Justice Jackson? Was it Justice Kagan going hard after Colorado's lawyer? Was that your clue? Yeah, no, this is going to be a rout, as it should be, as it should be. Obviously, the court wants to put an end to this nonsense. The voters get to decide elections, and, and you can't have individual states deciding, you know, everything for every state. So we'll get to the great sound from that uh, Colorado, pardon me, U.S. Supreme Court oral argument this morning. And Ryan, I hope you noticed, as I predicted... As I predicted, the justices, Justice Kavanaugh in particular, specifically cited Justice Samore, Colorado Supreme Court Justice Samore's brilliant dissent. Because remember, this is a four to three vote in Colorado. You had three Colorado Supreme Court justices appointed by Democrat governors who had, had voted against the majority here. And Justice Kavanaugh cited uh, Justice Samore as I predicted he would. But here's the bigger point, okay? It's a great day for America. Because you see a united, I don't know if it's going to be 9-0 or 8-1, you see a united Supreme Court saying, no, this is garbage, this is nonsense, get it out of our face. You know, one state doesn't get to decide for all, let the voters decide these things. And that that's a great day for America, and we'll get to the sound on that. Now, clearly, if anybody has doubted 
that the Biden White House is politicizing the Justice Department, which is a grievous crime, moral crime, not prosecutable, but it's a grievous crime against America and against the many, many great men and women in the Justice Department. But any doubt the White House is is politicizing the department was laid to rest today. Do you think it is a coincidence that this absolutely devastating Devastating DOJ special counsel report, all 345 pages of it, just happened to get released today after the Supreme Court hearing. That cannot be a coincidence, right? How many days are there in a year, Ryan? It just happened to be today. We even have one extra day this year. It's leap year. Thank you. And it just happened to be after the Supreme Court hearing this morning. No chance that's a coincidence. And it just proves it, right? That That's politics. That's injecting politics into DOJ. But there is no question that this special counsel's report spells the end of the Biden presidency. The the only question now is whether he hangs on until his last day in office or or whether he resigns. The 25th Amendment at this point, it's fair now to have the conversation as to whether it should be invoked. We know it won't be, right, uh, because of, of the politics of the left. But it should... It should get serious consideration right now based on what you've seen with your own eyes, heard with your own ears, and what we can all see now in this special counsel's report. Because please understand, you know, you got a busy life, and, and you'll be seeing these headlines, and they'll talk about Biden willfully withheld classified information. Well, last time I checked, that is a crime. You cannot willfully hold on to classified information. And this was some serious stuff. And we'll get into the details. You can't do that. It's a crime. So you may be asking yourself, okay, you have DOJ conclude that Biden willfully withheld classified information. That constitutes a crime. So why isn't he charged with the crime? And and here's the most remarkable part of all of this. And then we'll, we'll talk about why you think this obviously accurate conclusion was included in the report. The most remarkable part of all of this is that essentially what, what Biden's own Justice Department said was, yeah, he, he withheld this classified information, but, but, and I'm paraphrasing, we can't charge him with a crime because he doesn't have the mental capacity to form the intent necessary to charge him. So think about that. His own Justice Department is saying, no, we can't charge that guy with the crime. He, he's incompetent. He doesn't know what he's doing. But yeah, he's president. How does that mesh with the 25th Amendment? And if you don't believe me, let me quote to you from the DOJ's own report. Making this point that, hey, the guy, he doesn't have the mental capacity to be able to charge him with the crime. Here's a quote. This is all verbatim. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president. Let me read that again. He did not remember when he was vice president. Forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? What the? How is he president of the United States for one more day? His own Justice Department said he can't remember when he was vice president. And that's right now. He can't remember that right now. How do you do that? Also, I think in an addendum to that as well, Dan, yeah. he could not remember the year his son Bo died. Yeah. 
so sad. Could you imagine? No, I mean, never. as sad as that was, no. if you lose a child, God forbid, yeah. I mean, I'm never yeah. going to forget no, the year no, my no. mom died, 2022. No, Boom, there it is. No. And, and it goes on from there. It says, I could not remember when his term ended. Quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? Question mark. And forgetting on the second day of the interview, when his term began. Quote, in 2009, am I still vice president? How can that man be president? He, he can't remember when he started office, when he ended office. Then it goes on to say, and I'm quoting verbatim, he did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. I'm sorry, at that point, he's just mentally incompetent. Mentally incompetent. I've been the canary in the coal mine for so many years on this, Dan. I've watched this decline. I've seen this decline in uh, family members. My Bubba, you know it when you see it. He has dementia. This is proof. And then it goes on to say, and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry when, in fact, Eikenberry was an ally whom... Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. So think about that. You've got a guy in the White House, can't remember when he was vice president, when it began, when it was ended. Can't remember within several years when his son died and critical to his role as commander in chief and proof that he's incapable of continuing in that role. He, he confused a general who he sided with on Afghanistan to a general who opposed him. That's on Afghanistan, matters of war and peace. Another uh, note along those lines right here, Dan, this is from a tweet from Ben Shapiro. This is a direct quote. In his interview with the special counsel, Mr. Biden said the handwritten label on this folder looks like his handwriting, and the distinctive misspelling of Afghanistan confirms this. Mr. Biden repeatedly used this or a similar misspelling in handwritten notes as vice president, and before that in notes he took as senator dating back to 1980. Yes, so, so clearly at this point, any honest, reasonable person looks at this and says... He cannot serve as president. The 25th Amendment should be invoked, right? Right. So where does it actually go from here? And when we come back, something you may not see in the news, you may not see in the news. I think proof, I think evidence, I think facts that will cause most honest, intelligent, hardworking Americans to conclude that the system is rigged. And I say that with tremendous sadness as the father of a police officer. But when I come back and give you these facts that you're probably not going to see in the news reports you read, I think it's going to disgust you. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Kagan from the left. There has to be some process for determining those questions. And then the question becomes, does anything in the 14th Amendment say that only Congress can create that process? And, and Section 5 very clearly is not an exclusive provision. It says Congress shall have power. But maybe and put m most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. Whoa, mic drop. That's from the left. I mean, this was 
This was a wipeout today. Uh, all appearances, this is going to be 9-zip or 8-1 in Trump's favor. A- and you know, several of those justices do not want to rule in Donald Trump's favor. They're going to rule in Donald Trump's favor because it's the right thing to do constitutionally and the right thing for America. So this is a great day for America. But But also, please consider, this was a body slam. This was hours, and, and I listened to the whole thing. This was relentless hours of, of justices, I think, going out of their way to body slam Colorado on this. You know, because you listen to these oral arguments, and as you might expect, they're often, you know, relatively sterile, straightforward, etc. There was an intensity to this today, and there was an intensity from... Judges appointed by Democrat presidents, justices, pardon me, appointed by Democrat presidents toward Colorado's attorney, not the solicitor general who talked at the very end for the SOS, but toward their their main appellate counsel, Murray. So it, it was it was meant to send a message, I believe. And the message was never again. States, if you're even thinking about this, stop. Never again. We're not going to let one state decide for all the other states. And that's the point Justice Kagan was making. And then it was interesting to see different justices, including different liberal justices, go after it in different ways, have different reasons, different grounds for finding for Trump and against Colorado. So expect, you know, an opinion with a lot of concurrences, meaning they're in agreement with the outcome, but for different reasons. Wow. So as we predicted, you know, the left handing Donald Trump a big victory. And now, of course, on the same day, and and clearly the Biden White House, having politicized DOJ, decides to drop this horrific news for Biden on the same day as the Supreme Court oral argument. And if you just joined us, you're going to think we're making this up, right? You're going to think we're making this up. But, But what the special counsel's report concluded as to why they were not going to charge Biden criminally is more devastating to him than criminal charges would have been exponentially more devastating. For example, Ryan, a text says, uh, Dan, Ryan, check out the HuffPost headline. Libs are going after Biden from Sonny in the bathroom. The Huffington Post headline is one I've never seen before. It's in enormous letters. They're all bright red. And they say, Joe, no, colon, Special counsel lobs bomb. Brutal report from former Trump appointee claims memory significantly limited. Now, you may say former Trump appointee, but guess who he was appointed by? The Biden Justice Department to do this probe. So now this is the end of Biden. There's no question about it. The only question is what form it takes now, which brings us back, Ryan, to the conversation we were having yesterday as I get to some text here. And and I was making the point that even before this report, just from seeing what we could see, we were moving close to the day when Biden would resign office, take credit for the first female president, Kamala Harris. And then the issue would become a text to raise the great question, who would her VP be? Because obviously the pattern with these Democrats is you got to find somebody so awful for VP that nobody would want them Uh, to replace the president. Nobody would call for the backup quarterback. That's how Biden got the job with Obama, right? And that's how Harris got the job with Biden. So we open it up to, well, who would Harris choose as VP? And then it hit me last night. 
And once people hear this, they're immediately going to say, wow, you're right. So in the very, very strong possibility here that Kamala Harris will soon be president and will be choosing a VP, Jared Polis. Boom. Yeah, Jared Polis. Wow. Because nobody is going to want Jared Polis to be the president instead of Kamala Harris. And and I think Polis has quite actively been trying to position himself to be Gavin Newsom's VP or Michelle Obama's VP. And but but that I think strong possibility he would be her VP choice. Can I express a very unpopular opinion? Perhaps with our That's listeners. That's what we're here for, not. as long as it's true and if, accurate. If those are my choices, my choices. Yeah. I would prefer Jared Polis as President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief to Kamala Harris. There, I said it. And, and let's have that conversation separate. What I'm saying right now, Ryan, is America would not. You're probably right. Yeah. He's but, not but as popular. For those right? who just joined us, please understand the gravity of this moment. And I understand that, and I, I'm grateful that you consider my opinion. I hope you consider more seriously the basis for my opinion, the reason I give, the facts, the logic. But... This is way too important for my opinion. You need to hear from Biden's DOJ itself as to why they did not charge him with the crime. And and then I'll get to how much time do we have in this segment, Ryan? A couple of minutes. I I, want to get to this other detail you won't see in the news that's going to infuriate you. And, And I'll do that first so I don't forget. Buried in this report, not getting a lot of press, is the fact that Joe Biden's close collaborator, close collaborator, his ghostwriter, recorded conversations where Biden made critical admissions that, that would have clearly supported criminal prosecution. And guess what? The tapes were destroyed. The tapes were destroyed. And here's what's going to infuriate you mm-hmm. and cause lots of smart intelligent, caring Americans across party lines to believe that that it's rigged under Biden. No charges. No criminal charges being brought for the destruction of that critical evidence, the actual tape recordings of Joe Biden making these admissions. Now, many people who are my age or older, what do you immediately think of when you hear that? Watergate. Watergate, Dan. Richard Nixon was removed from office. Destroying the tapes. He had to resign. No Dan? criminal charges. Dan. Yeah. Oh, but his secretary, right? They explained how she twisted her arm over here, and if she leaned over there, like playing Twister, I she remember accidentally, that. yeah. But, but no, these tapes were destroyed. Tapes of Joe Biden, clearly from the context, making critical admissions uh, that, that would have supported criminal charges against him, destroyed. No criminal charges for the destruction of that evidence. Sounds like Hillary Clinton, too, doesn't it? But Donald Trump, if I remember right, didn't he get visited down at Mar-a-Lago? I think there were some charges brought there, weren't they? Yeah. Wow. No, it's not rigged. It's it's. This is equal justice, right? This is sick. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I fear I'll do some damage one fine day. Mm. But I would not be convicted by jewelry of my peers. Still crazy. Supreme Court Justice, Justice Gorsuch, scolding the counsel for Colorado, Jason Murray. On your theory, would anything compel a, a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president? I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was you know, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, hold office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, okay? I'm, please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it. Okay? Well, now, the, the point I'm trying to make is He's that, disqualified from the moment he committed an insurrection. Whoever it is, whichever party, it, that, that happens. Boom. It happened. What would compel... I'm not going to say it again, so just try and answer the question. If you don't have an answer, fair enough, we'll move on. I've got to tell you something. What you just heard at the end, and I'm Justice Gorsuch, biggest fan, you rarely hear, and he was absolutely justified in doing it, but you rarely hear a Supreme Court justice say, I'm not going to say it again. But this was part of, this was part of a very long, relentless beatdown of this lawyer for Colorado. It wasn't meant personally. It was meant as a message. It was meant as a message, I believe, to states everywhere. Don't even think about doing it. It's wrong. It's wrong for all the reasons we're saying it's wrong. Voters have to decide this. But here's an interesting backstory. Jason Murray, the counsel Justice Gorsuch was appropriately dressing down there, used to clerk for Justice Gorsuch. He's a former clerk of Justice Gorsuch when Justice Gorsuch was in Colorado on the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. And he's a former clerk for Justice Kagan. So maybe that's why they brought him in. And listen, this is a very accomplished lawyer, this Jason Murray, and and I'm sure he's elite in lots and lots of ways. But he got battered in there today, and and I think he made a big mistake when too often he would try to revert to, like, these cheap political talking points about Trump, the insurrectionist, this and that. I think the court was not pleased with that. On the other hand, Jonathan Mitchell, Trump's attorney, who's the former uh, solicitor general out of Texas. Ryan, I don't know if I've ever heard better. He was so good. And and one of the things that made him good, and you rarely see this, but I, I hope that every young lawyer does it. And I've tried to do it my whole career. I think it served me well. You don't see it all the time. He did it better than I've ever seen it done before. It's it's like I tell jurors at the beginning of a case. Uh, The first two minutes I get to talk to him in jury selection, I just say brutal honesty. That's what I promise you. That's what I ask from you right now as we have this this conversation before jury selection. Brutal honesty. And, And what Jonathan Mitchell did so well was be brutally honest. He was disagreeing. As you heard, Ryan, he was disagreeing with Supreme Court justices who agreed with his side. And so they'd ask him a question. Well, isn't it true that blah, blah, blah? 
a, a point that would lead to a ruling for Trump. And he repeatedly would say, no, no, Justice, that isn't accurate, and here's why. Which gained him tremendous credibility, right? Because you want to be viewed as, because you want to be the truth teller. So he was disagreeing with justices who wanted him to win. Yeah, this it was remarkable to listen to this whole thing today. But if you just joined us, the even bigger news of the day than the fact that, that Trump is going to win overwhelmingly is... Justice Department releasing this report uh, done by a Justice Department special counsel, which makes it perfectly clear that Joe Biden is no longer mentally competent to be president. And, and I want to read you some verbatim as well. But broad strokes, and I want to get to some text. Think about what this means, okay? We're in a moment now, and it's clear from the specifics in this finding, which essentially boiled down to, yeah, you know, he willfully removed documents. That's a crime. But we can't charge him with a crime because he's mentally incompetent. I'm paraphrasing, but this is the gist of it, because he's mentally incompetent. And there would be so much juror sympathy because of that, we couldn't convict him. Think about that. Uh, Let me get to some text, and then I'll read you the verbatim before the end of this segment. The verbatim that just uh, ends Biden's presidency. Real quick question along those lines, Dan. Think back 2016, 2020. Any time during this 2024 campaign, can you think of a better day for Donald Trump as a candidate in his campaign? Any of those three years campaigns than today? Yes, and here's why. Here's why, my friend. These were huge victories today. But they are actually bad for Trump in a couple of ways. And one is, Joe Biden will soon be done, as I, I think the presidency should soon be done, but he will certainly soon be done <clears throat> as the Dem nominee. And that's a bad day for Donald Trump, right? I mean, the longer Joe Biden is the presumed nominee, the better for Donald Trump. The best case scenario for Trump, as you yourself have said, is for Biden to be the nominee through Election Day. So in that sense, it's it's a bad day for Donald Trump because this dramatically hastens the end of Biden as as the nominee and probably the Biden presidency. The other reason I think it portends possibly uh, down the line a bad day for Trump is I think the fact the U.S. Supreme Court today was so intense um, I think the fact they were so intense in Trump's favor in that hearing, including two of the three liberal justices, I think makes it less likely that they take the immunity case because they don't have to take the immunity case. They could just let the circuit court's ruling stand. And yesterday, I thought they were likely to take it up. And if I'm betting you in my car, I still think they're likely to take it up. But the fact they were so strong in Trump's favor today on a human level makes me think the chances they don't take that case have just increased. And the reason that's so important is not that Trump would eventually win on the immunity claim. It's that it would delay the criminal prosecution of him by the Biden administration uh, until probably after the election. If they don't take the immunity case, there's a better chance he stands trial before Election Day. So I don't mean to be picky, you know. In a lot of ways, this is a very, very good day for President Trump, but it carries those downsides, right? 855-405-8255.
I'm going to read to you now before the break. Uh, Dan and Ryan, uh, good God, heaven forbid, Kamala Harris and Jared Polis, don't give <laughs> the American-hating Democrats any ideas. They're already doing their worst to destroy our country. Um, don't be shocked. I mean, a really decent chance right now. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a probability. Very decent chance Kamala Harris will be president sooner than later, and then she'll be looking for a VP. And don't be shocked if it's Polis, because they're always looking for a VP who nobody would want as president instead of them. Now, what you just said, Dan, you kind of advanced this theory in recent days. Does that lock Kamala Harris in as the Dem nominee, then, if she oh, elevates the president? Let's hope, right? Yeah. I think at that point, only Michelle bumps her. That'd be hard to do, though. No, it'd be I, I, the easiest thing she does all day. I don't know, man. All she has to do is say the word. Well... We saw it. I mean, when did we see it? In 1976, when Gerald Ford had inherited the president's role, was not elected. Ronald Reagan challenged him from the outside in a very hotly contested primary. That's the last time anything like this would have been done. Yeah. Let's say Michelle Obama just says, you know what? But she'd have to challenge her, Dan. That's the thing. She can't just be anointed. That's not going to fly with the American people. The mechanics you could work out. That's what I I mean. mean. The, The left wants to win. Michelle Obama would have a literally a 100 times, well... It's actually infinite. She'd have an infinitely greater chance to win than Harris because Harris will have no chance to win. But uh, this text leads into what I'm about to read to you verbatim. Dan, I can't believe how dangerous this situation is for the U.S. Whether Biden continues or Harris takes over, we are in a precarious situation over the next 11 months, DK. That's so true, and it's made true by what I'm about to read to you, which comes from Biden's own DOJ and proves he's mentally incompetent, doesn't have the mental competence, rather, to be president. Listen to this verbatim. And and part of this has to do with, with his duties of war and peace. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president. Let me repeat that. He did not remember when he was vice president. Forgetting... On the first day of the interview, when his term ended, quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview, when his term began, quote, in 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Biden cited approvingly. That buries him. So when we come back, where does this go and how quickly? Because right now the left has what they need to force him out. So how quickly does that happen? 855-405-8255. We'll continue to have sound from uh, Trump's great day at the U.S. Supreme Court. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Alito. Well, let me ask you a question about whether the power that you've described as plenary really is plenary. Uh, suppose that the outcome of an election and unlimited for a president comes down to the vote of a single state, how the electors of the vote of a single state are going to vote. And suppose that uh, candidate A gets a majority of the votes in that state, but the legislature 
really doesn't like candidate A, thinks candidate A is an insurrectionist, so the legislature then passes a law ordering its electors to vote for the other candidate. Do you think the state has that power? See, this is really critical. I'm going to play the answer for you right now. And I was holed up in my office listening to this and taking notes, and I couldn't believe it when I heard this answer. I think there may be principles uh, that, that come into play in this terms of after attorney. the people have voted that Congress, that the state can't change the rules midstream. I'm, I'm not sure because I'm not aware of this court addressing it. And certainly, as well, let's change it so that it's not after the election. It's three days before the election based on the fact that the polls in that state look bad. Can they do it? I think they probably could under this court's decision in Chaffalo, where I couldn't believe it. I just, and I was paying careful attention. I blocked everything else out. I couldn't believe it. So what the state of Colorado is saying is that the people of Colorado vote for Donald Trump. The Democrat legislator, legislature can pass a law saying, no, cast our electoral college votes for Joe Biden. Unbelievable. Yeah. Who's the insurrectionist? Exactly. 855-405-8255. Let's go to the phone lines. If you're just joining us, thank you. Uh, but it was a special counsel's report released today that uh, that likely ends the Biden presidency. And if it doesn't end the presidency before its expiration date, it certainly means he won't be the nominee. Joe, you're on the Dane Kaplan Show. We'll get into those details. Welcome, Joe. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking the call. Sure. That little snippet you played just sort of ties into my question. Uh when you're absolutely correct, the answer should have been a flat no. But who gets to decide, well, who gets to decide what qualifies as insurrection? Mm-hmm. And how is that process handled? My understanding in Colorado, there was a court case, uh, whereas in Maine, I think the Secretary yeah. of State just yeah. sort of made an arbitrary decision. Yeah. But is that what the Supreme Court's trying to determine? Those, well, those That specific definition process and well, well joe I, I think what the supreme court was doing was making the point that that to allow each individual state to determine that according to its its own particular standards and process etc would undermine the ability to function as a nation i think the court was making that point in 20 different ways today and to your good point you know, toward the end, uh, Jenna Griswold wanted her attorney, Colorado Solicitor General, who did a fine job, to uh, have 10 minutes. So uh, toward the end, there was this questioning from the justices of, of, of wait a second, is it, is it the position of Colorado that individual secretaries of state can just take somebody off the ballot, just do it themselves, just, just rule that they're off the ballot? I thought Justice and, and Kagan, I think Colorado's position was that that yes, they yeah. can do that in certain states. They were kind of pot committed, right, Dan, to this whole argument, which was you know extremely thin to begin with in terms of a legal theory, a novel legal theory, as you might call it. But they can't die on this hill because Justice Kagan did such a good job, yeah. I think, of winnowing in on that very detail you just spoke about. Well, I, I think Justice Kagan was heroic today. Yes, and and not just because she got it right as I see it, but. Hey, this is about America, and and this is about our ability to function. This is not about party lines or or political ideology or anything like that. And and I think she did a marvelous job today. We'll we've played some cuts from her. We'll play some more later. I think the 
the single overarching point that blew up Colorado today, and and Colorado got got taken apart twenty different ways. But and it would have been forty different ways, but they ran out of time and they went long. But the overarching point that Colorado could never get out from under, couldn't even get traction, was well. If you're right about this insurrection clause business and that the states are able to use it to prevent people from being on their ballot in federal elections? How come it's never been done before? We've been around for a minute. This country wasn't born yesterday. It's it's like 150 years. How come nobody's ever done it before? Yeah. No, it was it was a great day for America today. That that the performance of the U.S. Supreme Court, and I expect that the written opinion will uh, will hammer that home even further. An important day for America, sad day for America, it, with Biden's own Justice Department making it very clear he's not mentally competent. They didn't actually say he's not competent to be president, but they essentially said he's not mentally competent enough to be charged with the crimes he so clearly committed. Where does that leave us? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.